Welcome to the end of religious Christianity. If you're truly born again, you've got the joy of the Lord inside of your spirit. You've got power inside of your spirit. My gift from God is to move you into your spirit, man, where God is, where you know all things, where things present and things to come are yours. Come with me into the kingdom of God. So, I'm here as an ambassador of the kingdom of God. Don't try to figure me out. I can't figure me out. But I'm not an apostle. I'm not a prophet. I'm, I'm nothing. I'm Jonathan. I'm Jonathan with God on the inside of me. And I was a 17-year-old and I was going to hell. I was on medication. I was on drugs and I went past a high school that was playing Christian music and I broke down in tears, crying, overwhelmed with the love of God. I walked into the high school gymnasium, which was about a football field away from where I started crying. And inside there was about 500 crazy people with their hands raised in the air and I became one of them. I mean, I felt unity in that group of people. I felt like I had come home. And what happened after that worship service was God arrested me. Two men saw me as visitors and they, they, they asked me if I knew Jesus. And I said yes, because, you know, I'd heard of Jesus. I had completed my basic communion at, at Catholic school, but I hadn't been to Catholic school for 10, 10 years or more. And and they said, no, have you given your life? In fact, I believe they said, have you given your heart to Jesus? So I prayed a really simple prayer and I felt an explosion. I mean, I physically felt my spirit being born again. Your spirit is, you know, around your stomach sort of area. I felt the glass and the chains break off my spirit. I went home praying in tongues. I never heard of tongues even for years after that. But I prayed in the spirit of God and I was instantly healed of Tourette's. I was off the medication by the end of that year. I found myself at university completing my primary first preference and doing a business degree and by the end of uni, I was a distinction average. I, was, I had literally never read a book the day I got saved because I was diagnosed with all of those conditions. So I just want to give that testimony to anyone who's out there. But the Lord is, he has arrested my life. Now, it has not always turned out the way I had expected it. There have been bumps in the road. Like Paul said, Satan hindered him from some of his plans. But Paul wrote most of the New Testament, okay? So I'm saying, who am I? If you're trying to figure me out, I'm a man made in the image of God who was given dominion. That's government. That's the power of God to rule, to rule earth. But this is the way that I rule. I rule earth from heaven. I am the image 
of God on the earth, but I am only a reflection. I can do nothing by myself. Like Jesus said, he can't judge by himself. He said, as the Father sent me, I am sending you. So I am only as good as the the word that he gives me. I don't speak on my own authority. This podcast, every episode, I'm only speaking what my Father is speaking. That's why it's powerful. That's why you might not understand some episodes. It might offend your mind. You know, Jesus said, of the seed of the kingdom, of the kingdom, of the kingdom, those seeds that are sown, he said, you know, barely 20% produce a crop because you've got the seed that's stolen by Satan. You've got the seed that is burnt by the sun, the worries of the world, the deceitfulness of wealth choking the seed. So many people, I believe, who hear this podcast, they they receive it with joy, but then they fall away or or they, you know, very few people really understand and receive the word of God. You know, how many Christians bear fruit? Jesus said many are called, but few are chosen. He said many, you know, three million Israelites left Egypt. How many of them died? Only two Only two people made it to the promised land. God killed everyone on earth except for Adam and eight people in all. Okay, sorry, Noah, rather. Noah and his family were saved. Sodom and Gomorrah were destroyed. Only Lot and his wife, and even she turned to sand, to stone, to salt. So, There's a pattern here. Jesus said in the last day, you know, will I find faith on the earth? The love of many is growing cold. So, guys, I'm telling you, this is the wake-up call. This is a wake-up call. You know, God said to me the other day, I thought, who's he talking about? God said to me the other day a scripture, and he's, he's so beautiful like that. He always gives me the scripture. I don't even have to... He just tells me the scripture and I look it up and it's exactly what uh, what I was looking for. And, and it was in 1 Thessalonians, but it says that those who admonish you, I said those who admonish you are worthy of double honour. And I looked up the word admonish and it means, admonish means to warn. So, I'm 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 warning you. I'm warning you. So I'm don't try and figure me out. I'm speaking to you as a man who is filled with the spirit of God. Now the Bible says that the the knowledge of the glory of God will fill the earth as the waters cover the sea in Habakkuk. But let me tell you today that is a picture of people The knowledge of the glory of the Lord isn't going to just be like a mist. It's not going to be like a a gel or a cube. It's going to be people. It's going to be people because Colossians 1 says, To them God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. 
So Christ is in Jonathan, the hope of glory, the same glory that is going to fill the earth. It's going to be people. It's going to be people who are making known to the principalities and powers the mystery of God. That's what the Bible says about the church. It's the sons of God being revealed. And I'm telling you the truth. God is sick of religion. He's sick of politics. He's shaking the earth in this time, and I'm just feeling like a deception is coming. The Bible is clear that in the end days, that many will fall away. Many will fall away. In fact, in Revelation, it says that the whole world will be deceived and worship the beast. Now, I believe that those days are coming, whether it's in days or months or years or decades, I don't know. But I believe if you are sensitive to the Spirit, there will come a day where the Holy Spirit will whisper to you and say, don't turn on the TV. Don't listen. You know, people like Adolf Hitler, they use propaganda. They use the media. So I'm not sure what it's going to be. But I just sense the Lord is, is separating his church. He's separating his bride. Remember, we, I just feel the Lord on this, we we don't know the day or the hour. We don't need to be afraid, but you need to abide. This is what this message is about. So let me go to the, the message today. The one sentence that God has said to me to share is this. Tell them what fruit is. Please, church, don't be religious. Fruit, let me tell you what fruit is. Fruit is a seed container. You are a seed container. If you contain the Holy Spirit, if you are a vessel of honor, useful for the master, having put away the former youthful lusts, Jesus said in Matthew 4.19, come and follow me. Many Christians are not following him. Many Christians are not bearing fruit because they're not abiding. They might be going to church, they might be tithing, but like the Pharisees, our righteousness needs to exceed that of the Pharisees. It's more than doing good works. It's about abiding. It's about oneness. So, Fruit is a seed carrier, a seed container, and fruit is attractive. Nobody wants the seed. You know, people follow Jesus because he fed them, because he performed miracles. They were going after him for the fruit. They weren't going after him for the seed. For an example, you know, if you pick a mango, you don't rip, a, rip, a, rip away that beautiful flesh and throw it away and eat the seed. No, you are after the flesh. So, so, so you are seed, okay? In fact, you're a seed carrier. And Jesus said in Matthew uh, 13, rather, no, he said in Matthew chapter 4, verse 9, Come and follow me and I will make you into a fisher of men. So Jesus is after seed carriers. He's after men who will be impregnated with the Spirit of God, with the seed of the kingdom of God, 
Would you allow him to impregnate you with the seed of the kingdom, not religion? Jesus hates religion. He wants to throw over the tables. He's left a lot of the churches that are, you know, lukewarm at the moment. There's been a separation. Goats and sheep look the same until you call them to follow you. So this isn't an anti-church message, but the church is the body of Christ. The church is the pillar and the grounding of the truth. The church is a spiritual house for him to dwell in. So it's not necessarily the buildings that we attend. I believe that there are churches of two or three or 5,000 people who have a great reputation, but as Jesus said, they're pitiful, poor, blind and naked. There is a, a group of two or three people who are bigger in their house. They're bigger in the spirit. They're bigger in the city. The principalities and powers know them as the power of God on the earth more than the church of 5,000 because the church is a spiritual house. So you are a seed carrier and you need to become attractive in the spirit. To some, you're the fragrance of death and to some, you're the fragrance of life. But don't be apologetic. Let them smell you. Let them taste you. Some people don't like mangoes. They like bananas. They like apples. They like raspberries. It doesn't matter. You can shake the dust off your feet. Don't be ashamed to let them see the light in your eyes. The kingdom of God is seed. The kingdom of God is the word of God. And this is what happens when you sow. What happens when you sow a seed? It produces a tree. So God is producing a tree in your life. It is growing. I am so excited. It's very painfully slow sometimes. <laughs> but the yeast leavens the whole lump of dough. The tree grows to be the biggest tree in the garden. So I'm expecting great things for you. I see you seated on the throne. I see you seated on the throne because that's where God says you're going to be when you overcome. If we suffer with Christ, we will also reign with him. When we awake, we will see him as he is. We will awaken with his likeness. Jesus said, you are God's. Hallelujah. So you and I are seed carriers. Your life is a living letter. You are a testimony. Forget about religious expectations. Your life is a letter. You are an evangelist just by going to work, just by going to Aldi, just by going to the supermarket. Don't be religious. Let your light shine before men. Remember, when Jesus sowed the seed into your heart, you became a kingdom carrier. You became a fruit that was bearing seed. You are fruit. You are fruit. Okay, now maybe there's been a little bit of pruning going on. Thank God he pruned me down to the stump. People thought I had was not even there anymore. But I'm excited about the regrowth. <laughs> I'm excited about the regrowth. Thank God 
I went through some horrible experiences. I went through horrible experiences with, you know, where I just I I had to depend on God, and I thank God for that. I thank God for those experiences because I hear His voice so clearly. I cling to Him. He is enough. And I made a decision to seek first, literally seek first the kingdom of God. And I want to say a shout out to my business coach, uh, Stephen Kyle of Laser Group, Laser Plumbing, Laser Electrical, uh, famous entrepreneur in Melbourne, uh, front page magazine. But he gave me the book called Half Time. It's one of those books, you know, business sort of books, Half Time. And, and that was really helpful to me. I want to shout out to uh, Fergus McIntyre of the uh, Global Missions, I believe it is, but he has been preaching the kingdom. I didn't even know what he was talking about, but it's been 23 years I've been following him. And I was a member of his you know, mentoring group, and I still am mentored by his protege, uh, Ian Harry in Sydney, uh, C3 Church there. And he has been talking about the kingdom of God for 23 years, and thank God I get it. I also want to thank uh, Cosmic Initiative by Dr. Jack Hayford. Sorry, so Dr. Jack, um, Jack, oh God, um, Papa Jack, Papa Jack. Um, the book's called Cosmic Initiative by Jack, and I forgot his last name. Uh, also, uh, Sunday Adalaja. I'm I'm unaware of I, I don't know what he's doing these days, <laughs> he, he, but he's he has he has a kingdom understanding, and he's he's definitely shown us how to do that. Uh, finally, uh, Dr. Miles Munro, all of his books on the kingdom, Papa Joe Papa Joe Schneider, who is from the River of Life World Evangelism, he's one of my uh, apostolic coverings. Um, and also, you know, I want to thank my church, Stairway Church, formerly Christian City Church, because I went there for 23 years. I was born again in that church and uh, and, and I was mentored and water baptized and everything. And so I just want to thank them for uh, 23 years of ministry and the opportunity to serve as a pastor, as a new Christian leader, as on staff and, and as a cafe uh, volunteer as well. Absolutely love serving in the house of God. But you are a seed carrier. So what are you carrying? You are carrying the seed of the kingdom. There is nothing more precious, nothing more precious, because Jesus said heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. So your business will pass away. You know, your wife and kids will pass away. Your house will pass away. Nothing else matters. The only thing that really matters eternally is what are you going to do with that seed? What are you going to do with the blood of Jesus? What are you going to do with the, with, the, with the body of Jesus, the name of Jesus? So if you speak, if you sow that seed into somebody's heart, they can produce a crop 30, 60, and 100 times what was sown. So it's only when you sow the seed and somebody hears the word of the kingdom. It's not the word of church. It's not the word of, of repentance or forgiveness of sins. That is part of the package, but only a part of the package. Jesus didn't preach Jesus. He preached kingdom. I said Jesus didn't preach Jesus. He preached kingdom. So 
relig- otherwise it can be a form of godliness that denies its power. And do you know what you're doing? You, yeah, you, you are slamming the door in men's faces. That's a very graphic picture. Someone's running from the fire and you've got the door open and just as their nose is about to cross the threshold, it hits the door because you slammed it. That's what we do. That's what I've done in the past, probably we've all done, because we have been presenting another gospel. We've been presenting, you know, religion and legalism and things that deny the power of God. No, the kingdom is always at hand. That's the secret. That's how you know it's the kingdom. If your church or your pastor or your self are preaching anything that puts God away from people, that's not right. That's not kingdom. Jesus said, you know, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He said, come and buy without money, buy milk, buy honey, buy gold from me, refined in the fire. It's a free gift and it's now. The kingdom is now. Religion will always put the kingdom behind a wall. Religion will always put a kingdom. You have to go behind, you have to go to a priest, you have to go to a conference, you have to wait until Sunday night. No, the kingdom is now. And similarly, politics is the opposite of kingdom. Jesus said, beware, beware, Beware of the yeast of the Pharisees and of Herod. Why why doesn't anyone talk about this? This is one of the most important messages on earth, is to train the church to be scrupulously aware and suspicious of politics and of religion. Because Jesus said a little bit of yeast will leaven the whole lump of dough. So what's he saying? He's saying, Those parts of your mind, those parts of your church culture, those parts of your society, those parts of your sermon that are putting God away from people, that are putting the answer to prayer, the miracle, the solution, any solution in the future, that's religion. And any culture, any church, any message that is putting the answer to people's problems behind a person behind a structure, behind a paywall. That is politics. Now, Jesus said, beware. So you are fruit carrying kingdom seed. But what is going to crush that seed? Religion. Religion is like rotten fruit. Politics is like rotten fruit. Those things in your mind The kingdom is limited only by what is in between your ears. Those things, religion and politics, will kill the seed. Why aren't you bearing fruit? Why aren't you seeing people saved? Why aren't you seeing growth and ministry growth and fruit? It's because of these two things. It's because you have the yeast of the Pharisees. You have the yeast of Herod. Have a look at the Gospels. The Herodians conspired with the Pharisees to crucify Jesus. That's right. The political spirit and the religious spirit collude against you. I'm talking about you today in 2021. Those two yeasts, those two spirits 
they kill the kingdom in your life. You have to do the hard work. You see, my mum listened to my podcast every episode for two years before she said, I get it. She said, I didn't know what you were talking about. Why? Because you have to do the hard work. You have to weed your mind. Paul says it's the washing of the water of the word, yeah? Jesus said, you know, you need to build your life on the rock. He said, those who love me, those are the ones who obey me. And he said, those who obey me, those are the ones who abide. And he said, those who abide, those are the ones that bear fruit. So it's really simple, guys. You want, Put your hands up if you want to bear fruit. I will give you the guaranteed solution. I guarantee you, you will bear fruit for God. A hundred times, minimum. This is how you do it. You weed out of your mind religion. You weed out of your mind politics. And then the next thing you do is you read the parable of the sower and ask God to give you understanding because in that parable is everything you need because he said in that parable that it's the worries of the world. So you are a fruit carrying seed. You are fruit that people need to eat They are not going to eat the seed. They're going to eat you. And as they receive you, they receive the seed. We receive Jesus and we receive the kingdom. We eat his body. We drink his blood and we have eternal life. And so people are going to look at your fruit. Maybe it's your business. Maybe it's your charisma. Maybe it's your podcast. I don't know. Maybe it's your beautiful wife and children. Maybe it's just your attitude. You know, at work at the moment, we do video calls because of this, you know, crazy, you know, lockdown. I had so many people talk about how peaceful I look. One lady, our accountant, she said, oh, Jonathan, I just wanted to watch you. It was so relaxing just watching you. You know what? I was stressed out of my brain that day. My phone didn't work. I had a a video call. My phone fell down and smashed and I was really stressed that day. But I had all of this feedback from my management team, senior managers in the company, general managers, operations managers, accountants, executives, uh, what you know, executive, you know, higher up than me. They were all commenting on how peaceful I looked, and I, and that's the glory of God on me, and and they know they know there's something different with me. I've had so many opportunities to talk about God, and I, especially with my subordinates, I tell them the kingdom. I just tell them. I tell them everything. I don't hold back. Uh, maybe <laughs> with my uh, superiors a little bit more subtle, um, but it's we're you know we're we're always getting there and looking for opportunities. But you are the fruit that when they eat you, they don't want the seed. They want you, and they will receive the kingdom of God. Now, the other thing that I was mentioning before is it's the worries of the world. Remember. I love what Dr. Miles Monroe said. He said, most of your prayers are illegal. 
Because Jesus said the pagans worry about these things. What things? The pagans worry about what they're going to eat, what they're going to drink, their phone bill, their electricity bill, buying a car, buying a house. Jesus said, don't pray about those things. He said, don't worry about those things. He said, your father knows that you need them. So 90% of Christians' prayer life is actually illegal. We're actually, once you're in the kingdom, you don't care because you know that God's going to provide everything because you're his property. You're his property. He's, it's all, it's, trust me, it's a totally different way of living. So to the what I'm saying is if you're even spending time worrying about things, it is going to choke the seed. It's the deceitfulness of wealth that chokes the seed. So, you know, God might ask, so listen, the Holy Spirit wants you to get the kingdom more than I do. The Holy Spirit wants you to bear fruit more than I want you to bear fruit. So he is going to speak to you. He's going to say things to you. You'll be driving to work one day and God will say, give $50 to the bus driver. You know, you'll be driving to work one day and he'll say, buy a piano for your uncle. Those are not random. Those are God's method of deliverance for you. You might get out of debt by giving $50 because it'll break something in the spirit realm. It'll break something in you. It'll break a spirit of poverty off your life. It'll break a curse that's generational. So don't think about it. Don't worry. The Bible says lean not on your own understanding. As you seek first the kingdom, don't worry about what you'll eat or drink or wear because God knows that you need them. And while you're not worrying, while you're seeking first the kingdom, obey him. He might say something. He might ask you to shave off your hair. He might ask you to quit your job. He might ask you to go work at the airport. You know, and you're like, why? Why am I working at the airport? Well, it's actually been pretty good. I lo- actually love I love my job, which I th- thought I would never say. I did a business degree. I started businesses. I've been self-employed for 16 years and now I love my job. I used to say, I will never get a job. I, I will always just start another business. <laughs> but look at me now. I'm an employee and I love it. And I honor my managers. I love my managers. I pray for them. And I just love work. And, and it's, it's been amazing. And during this whole uh, lockdown, I've had a consistent income. Whereas if I'd been working for myself or working for somebody else, it might not have been this way. So, so God has done amazing things because I've all I, and I'll say, you know what I'll say to God? I, I've done nothing. I, what have I done? I, all I did was obey you and probably less than half the time, you know, to be honest. But thank God I obeyed him. So it is so easy. It is so easy. Jesus said his yoke is easy. His burden is light. You don't have to worry about anything because you've chosen one thing. Jesus said, let your eye be single. What I'm giving you is the most amazing opportunity. The kingdom of heaven is good news. If you seek first the kingdom, you don't have to seek anything else. 
Forget about your mortgage. Forget about your holidays. Forget about your children and what they think of you. Forget about your parents and what they think of you. Forget all you have to focus on is one thing. Just obey Jesus. Just love him. Isn't that easy? And everything else will be done for you. All these things will be added to you. It's like you can trade all of your eggs for one egg, all of your worries for no worries. But it requires an act of your will. It's obedience. It's a choice. The rich young ruler went away sad. He chose his money. He chose to not follow Jesus. Heaven forbid, he could have been an apostle. He could have been Peter. He could have been the the. He could have been sitting on a throne in heaven forever. You know who knows what he gave up that day, but it was a choice, and that is the scariest thing. God will let you be lukewarm. He will let you be spat out of his mouth, because but he will he will he will lean on you. He will send you crazy people. He will give you opportunities. But at the end of the day, it's your choice and it's my choice. And I think that is a very scary thought. It's a scary thought that he will not override your will. He didn't stop Adam and Eve from eating the fruit. He didn't stop Judas from betraying him. He didn't stop the rich young ruler from walking away. And I'm telling you the truth, there's going to come a day when you're going to have to lock your door and not let anybody in, okay? Because you chose Jesus Christ. So what I'm saying to you is seek first and only, it's not seek first, it's seek exclusively and in place of all else, the kingdom of God. He who loses his life will find it. So your soul is in the way. Your soul is your mind and your will and your emotions. And they are yours. They're your responsibility. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. You take every thought captive, the Bible says. You submit to God and the devil will flee. You draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. And you flipping repent, okay? So you and I need to take over our souls. Yes, God is the lover of our souls, but it's your soul and you have to you know you have to hand it over to God. Paul said I beat my body daily. I beat my body daily lest I be disqualified. Okay? So what is he talking about? He's saying those people in Hebrews, those people who fell in the desert at the word of an angel, how much more severe must we follow? the word of God himself, Jesus. So we are living in these last days. I love you guys. I just want you to get it. If I could slap you, I would slap you, but it would be the best slap in the world, like a baby coming out of the womb. You've got to slap it to wake up that first breath sometimes. I remember when my my son was born, I thought, oh, my God, he looked so gray. But then he got, they, you know, they, they slapped him or whatever and, and he breathed in and he was, you know, pink and beautiful. And so what I'm saying 
is we have got to take it by force, guys. This is a violent kingdom. We are on the offensive. We are pulling heaven down to the earth. We're not waiting on God. He's waiting on us. We need to transform our minds by the washing of the water of the word. Now, the reason I'm not going to church isn't because it's a bad church. And what? Hey guys, please subscribe to my YouTube channel. Give a five-star rating to my podcast and share this pearl of great price with 10 people. Send it now. Save them right now.